0: This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of At The Turn. Tales from the Golf Course Volume 2 and Golf Digest rips off At The Turn. It's all to come. Nick, how are you, buddy? I love that you're in I call it my room because it's the room that I stayed in when I stayed at your house. I didn't recognize it last week, but now we're recording at night. It looks a lot more familiar to me now.
1: Yeah. Behind me is the view we rearranged a little bit. But this mm. yeah, this is this is your room. This is Joe and Lacey's room. I keep telling Gavin that he's going to see Joe when we go to Idaho. All he talks about is going to Idaho and what we're going to do and what we're going to see. And I say, Joe's going to be there. He goes, Joe and Lacey? Every time he goes, Joe and Lacey? Say so well, yeah. Huh. Just Joe. But yeah, Joe from Joe and Lacey. He's he's so excited to see you. So
0: that's very exciting. It's gonna be very fun. I told Lacey the only, and we're recording this well ahead. We've no idea who won the US Open. Nick is going to Moscow. By the time you're hearing this, we would have won or lost the Corner Club Open, but we are in preparation for that. Um yeah, man, I'm I'm really excited. And I told Lace that really the only thing that I have to do on Friday, the only prep that I need is a cocktail or two. In in Jim's backyard and and maybe a stop at the corner club for a nightcap in bed by 10, get a solid eight and we're ready to go the next day. I'm very excited. Yeah, it's going to be so good. We'll see how it's easy. to It's easy to make that plan. It's, it's, it's a lot harder I to know. stick to it. I know I'm going to be at the bagel shop at one thirty in the morning. Fans, please. Rate and review the podcast, go on Spotify, go on Apple Podcasts. Let us know who you think is going to win the U.S. Women's Open this July in Pebble Beach. If you are correct, if you're the first person to identify the winner of the 2023 U.S. Women's Open, you will win a box of Piper golf balls. Any color you want, even the sampler, they are all yours. Now, you played around recently. I don't have anything to contribute to this. But let's get to the handicap report. It's brought to you by Blue Tees. Get the number one rangefinder, the three max from Blue Tees. Water resistant, pulse vibration, magnetic strip. It'll read your putts. Save 10% when you use promo code TURN at checkout. That's TURN, T-U-R-N, for 10% off any product at Blue Tees. Blue Tees play different. I'm playing the same. I'm a solid 10.2 right now. I got some match play tournaments coming up. I signed up for the gross instead of the net. That was a mistake. So I'm gonna be playing a lot of really good golfers. Gonna be playing a team event with my dad. That's all on the horizon, Nick. What's That's going awesome. on with you right now? I got some disheartening text messages from you about your most recent round. What happened?
1: Um, God, man, this yeah. I know everyone's tired of hearing about the back nine at, at Country View, but it just <laughs> it just is too much OB. It's too much OB. Like a shot that like you hit that should just be in the rough or just like. In the tree line, going into the next hole is is ob in on all nine holes, and uh it got the best of me on one again, side. It's all the left side, right? On the left side, on yeah. all nine holes on the back nine. So, you it's know, tough for me to visualize, it's, well, just picture it's just like, like a horse. like a horseshoe, basically. It's an out and back. It's yeah. an out and back. Okay, and you know, it it just. Intersect go, goes through the middle of the property. So yeah. to the left, all the way out is out of bounds, and then you you turn around 180 degrees, and then there's the road to the like four yards left of the fairway, um, all all the way back in. And like, sounds awful. Yeah, it is awful. Um, I'm not going to change gonna go your course, to- bro. Change know, your course. I I literally got home and just googled all the closer courses in my <laughs> in my area. I'm like, why am I still playing this golf course? So yeah. Crystal Lake. I, I,
0: is it too far? It's by the kids' daycare.
1: Yeah, no, Crystal Lakes not too far. It, okay, there's, I, this is it's. It, it, it was a bad decision that I made on a on a whim last winter, and I regret it because every because I play bogey golf on the front nine. Like the last three front nines have been bogey golf or better, and then the back nine is just a disaster. All I want to do is play bogey golf. All I want to do is go into seventeen, like needing par bogey to break ninety. That's all It's not too much to ask, but it is not too much to ask for. So your handicap report is it went up again, Joe, that's the report. It's going to go up by another like 10th of a stroke. I'm a 22.5. By the time the USGA updates this, probably 22.6, 22.7. All I want is to be called a sandbagger. No fewer than six times (laughs) at the corner club open. And it will be a success. And that's my rant.
0: That was your handicap report brought to you by blue Tees. Again, use promo code turn at checkout for 10% off any product. So, Just shortly before this recording, I was just scrolling Twitter, waiting for an annoying work colleague to email me back so I could log off for the week. And I came across two images of Ricky Fowler that Golf Digest posted. And it says at the top, would you rather? And it says hole in one, best round ever. And it stopped me in my tracks because fans of At The Turn will know. That's one of our favorite questions that we ask during our Turn 10 segment when we have guests. And at first, I was a little grumpy about this, Nick, which you could understand. It's I mean, not like the a most verbatim ripoff. It and then it, they posterize it, it, it with Ricky Fowler. Did Ricky have a hole
1: in one today? Um, I don't believe so. Otherwise, there's no reason to use him other than to just completely Taunt snag us. every algorithm of like the golf world from five years ago. It's just ridiculous.
0: Now look, I at first was upset. And I will concede that's not the most revolutionary question, but structuring it that exact way, that's the exact way we ask our guests. And at first I was upset with Golf Digest. How could you pick on little old at the turn, you know, minus for content like you're the New York Yankees and you're just grabbing this great double A ball player to put them on your squad for the playoff run? Like you guys have enough stuff and resources over there without using us. And then it occurred to me a couple of things. I, I, I kind of softened a little bit. Okay. We have used golf digest for content on this show. And more often than not, I, I'll say me more often than not. I take a lot of their clickbaity stuff and we use it for, you know, five to seven minutes of making fun of them for how, you know, silly their content is. So if someone from golf digest is in fact, listening to this program And said, by God, those guys finally got a kernel of something that I can use. My my loyalty (laughs) is paid off from listening to this piece of shit podcast. By God, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Go with God. I'm not that
1: post is just a direct and and really, really low-key mockery of this podcast. Like they're just trolling us by posting that. Like maybe they think that's the lamest question ever. And we're just, we're just gussying up all this made up fodder and they're trolling
0: us for doing it. If that's the case, if we are occupying that much real estate in the mind of the social media manager for golf digest, good for us for getting in there and really bothering them for some, we've had, we've we've over, over the course of years, we have had people from golf digest on this program to talk about, you know, variety of issues. So I don't think there's any ill will, Um, but yeah, if they're purposefully like making fun of us because they think it's such a (laughs) lame topic to me, that's, that's probably the best outcome of all of this. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with that. Our
1: relationship with golf digest remains unstrained. Don't worry. (laughs) Don't worry. Patrons.
0: Nick. You want to talk about tales from the golf course. It's been a while since we've done one of these. I've been sitting on a story that I have vacillated between thinking is very interesting and very dry. Um, You've got a couple. So do you want to start with one or I got to start with
1: a, with a preface because something happened to me on the golf course. And in the moment I was just like, this is unbelievable. And I have got to text Joe right now that our next podcast, the entire thing needs to be tales from the course because of this thing that happened. And then as I had a chance to like sleep on it and like, recount like how I'm going to retell this story like man it's it's really not that it's really not that great of a story not that so sexy, I, I like not that interesting I've yeah. been spending the last like 72 hours trying to like find a better topic to pivot to for this <laughs> for this podcast which I was also unsuccessful at so okay I really so gonna get two co- bad stories from like, you is what you're saying yeah pretty much this is like a sequel to a movie where it's like trying mm. really hard and it just doesn't mm-hmm. really quite strike a chord I, I already can sense that but I've got an IPA okay. on me i my inhibitions are are drifting away Great, I ha- don't have to go to work again for two weeks so maybe I'll somehow find a way to make it in
0: you got two weeks off work right now buddy
1: well I am going back to work a week and a half it's gonna feel yeah. like a year fabulous <laughs> I'm traveling across the country two
0: times with with two kids in diapers so it's gonna be it's gonna be quite a while before <laughs> I'm back to work yes okay so you've got Two stories which you are lukewarm about. The patrons are waiting with bated breath. Are they together or are they separate stories? Do you want me to sandwich your stories? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: My first is not necessarily a story, but it's more of a conversation that that we can have. Okay. Great. So my old golf course, Hemlock Ridge, it's been a a while since we've brought up Hemlock Ridge. (laughs) That's too long. It's a a nine-hole course and there's no driving range. There's no practice facility. There's a putting green and that's it. It's a putting green, a parking lot and nine holes of golf. And for the first, there's a clubhouse. Yeah. clubhouse is you know, bathrooms, you can can get a, you can get a beer. Um, The first like two or three years I played there. i had never seen this, this phenomena, but then I joined a league and the league, the way it worked is like, you have to play your league match between two and five on Monday. And I would always play at two o'clock, because I was in the in the division with like all the, the eighty year old retired people, so they all wanted to play as early as possible. They could go home and go to bed. So, so I did that. And as I would be finishing my round behind the third hole, which loops back by the clubhouse, people would just be teeing off from the area behind the green into over the road, across the street, and into the woods across the street. And I'm like, "WTF is happening?" Like the first time I saw it, it was just one guy, and I'm like. What is this asshole doing? Was my, was my thought. Because it's like, yeah, there's probably 60 yards between the where he's hitting a golf ball from and the road. And then there's a road, just a two lane road, and then just forest. And he's just smashing like three irons into this forest. And I'm like, this is the strangest thing I've ever seen. But a and- road
0: that cars could be traveling on, and you'd have to carry it 100 yards. So if you skull one, you could be putting it through someone's windshield. Exactly. That was my first thought.
1: My second thought is like, he's out here hitting balls for ten minutes. Like he's never getting those balls back. <laughs> so like, this is an expensive driving range session. I don't care if there are balls you found. I don't care where the balls are coming from. It's still expensive. Every week from then on out, other people, random guys, were just getting ready for their league match in teeing off from this like behind the third green <laughs> into the forest. And I'm like, this is this is weird. And then. I've worked a bunch of golf tournaments in the New England area. A lot of courses are older. They don't have a lot of property. Mm. They don't have a lot of land. Right. They don't have driving ranges. But a lot of them have, and we saw this at Highland Links, a big wooden like batting cage where there's yeah. a big cage in a net. You know, is is right. something like that popular in Oregon? Are there a lot of courses with those?
0: No. There are a few. There are a few batting cages. And there's something in between the batting cage and a real driving range. At Rose City, which we've talked about on this podcast is one of the oldest courses in Portland. It's right down the road for me. And it's like, I don't know, probably like 250 yards. It's adjacent to a par four. And essentially, people just bring practice balls and you can go down and shag balls or you can just bring like a handful of old balls, you know, whack a few eight irons, a few drivers and then go to the first team and then you give them up to the golf gods. But people can definitely walk down there with their shag bag and pick up a bunch. There's been times that I've been playing the par four that's adjacent to this little hitting area where people are just down there picking up balls. So if you had the time, if you brought 20 and then you walk down to collect them, you would probably net like 40, right? Like you can collect as many mm-hmm. balls as you want, but there are a few with hitting areas. I would say a lot of the courses in the Portland area, I'm trying to think of the city courses. I think like four out of the five have driving ranges. I think Rose is the only one with, we got a lot more room out here in Oregon than you guys do in the Northeast. You guys built shit out there a long time ago. We're still yeah. figuring out new land out here, man. It's there wasn't way a lot of
1: foresight go, going into these things, you know, back in the day when they were built. So I go to Country View, yeah. my new home club. Okay. It's kind of a home away from home. I feel like, I feel like a uh, exchange student right because I'm there for the year <laughs> I'm kind of locked in but like I'm definitely right. going home I'm definitely going somewhere else after this year sure. um, as we've established anyways again I see there's there's a there's a shooting range like adjacent to to country you always hear gunshots like clay yeah I don't know what they're shooting I don't know what direction they're going you just hear constant gunshots it's a little unnerving but we have that in the Pacific I Northwest, haven't, haven't, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen any stray bullets uh, yet so so far so good anyways behind the putting green one day i see some 90 year old man smashing balls into the forest <laughs> towards the shooting ground. and i'm like what is going on here but i i made my way over there one day and there are two like driving range mats that are mm. buried in the ground they've been there for 40 years like there are more bare patches than there are like grains of astroturf still sticking up um, but i've i've kind of come full circle now what i do is i i find all the stray balls like the old top flights and the, the like the pinnacles with with scuffs in them around my house for the week yeah put them in my bag part of my routine now i hit, hit six chips i hit six putts and i take these these 3 to 6 Old grungy balls, I get out there and I hit, you know, whatever my first tee shot is going to be a few times and I go to the first tee. And I'm kind of digging it now. So I don't know. It, it, it's weird. There's like these makeshift driving ranges. I wasn't sure if it was a New England thing. Um, smashing balls into like a random forest. Like it's it just, it's, it sounds weird. It's a hemlock I thing. Go, I can't wait to go to a golf course I've never been to before. Find a forest and just start smashing balls. Just into
0: warming it. up over here.
1: we <laughs> are like... Sir,
0: you're you're ten feet behind the
1: third green. Like, it's okay. There's a forest over there, over that, past that
0: road. Having to carry a like a real road with real cars on it is is hilarious. The idea that like you have to, I mean, hitting the golf ball a hundred yards is not a thing that amateur golfers do consistently enough to do it over moving traffic. Like it's fine if grass is the only impediment, but if there's potential of hitting people with your golf ball, it strikes me as kind of crazy and unsafe to do. I wish we would have
1: just gone to Hemlock Ridge to play around, like, made this, like, crazy long drive and pull into the parking lot and there's some guy back there <laughs> hitting balls to nowhere. I would have loved to see your face in that scenario.
0: Well, it's, 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 it's one thing to drive two plus hours to be at a golf course in Cape Cod, which is the oldest links course. No wind have the course to ourselves and basically a dream experience. I think it's another thing to drive what an hour plus over to Hemlock Ridge to see a bunch of assholes hitting in the forest. Like (laughs) the payoff is a lot less for that. Um, my tales from the course. So this is going to be about something that you referenced earlier this year that I had never experienced until about a month or two ago, Mm -hmm. internal out of bounds. So Oh my God. Don't get me started, I'll, Joe. <laughs> I'll set the scene. Stone Creek golf club is my home course for now. I'm also, I'm also an exchange student. <laughs> I may be leaving. I may be going home early <laughs> for this semester. <laughs> Bad behavior. I got too many MIPs and oh no. this hole that I'm going to talk about. It's the eighth hole at Stone Creek. And for those that are familiar, it is a straightaway par five. She's a birdie hole. There's, you know, a couple holes to the left. There's some high grass so you can get in some trouble, but left is safe. And then right, you have a white fence with a bunch of beautiful homes that have been there since the course is, is opened 20 years. And there's a white fence that clearly defines out of bounds on the right side. I've played this course literally since it opened. It was my home course senior year of high school. We switched from Topo Scott. Anyone who knows what Topo Scott is that is listening to this podcast, send me a DM on any social media platform because we're going to be good friends and have a good time golfing. It's a piece of shit golf course that no longer exists. It went away in about 2006, but in 2003, Stone Creek opens and Clackamas High School gets to play there. So I know this course very, very well. It's always been on the eighth hole. You hit it over the right fence on the on the, the the white fence. Rather on the right side, you're out of bounds. Okay, so me and my dad have played in the men's club several times. We get paired with the president of the Stone Creek Men's Club, Jack. Kind of a nice guy, kind of a dick. He toes the line a little bit. Hmm. There was one one round after this that we played with him, five and a half hour round, Nick. It was like 95 degrees. He had like 18 inches for birdie on the 18th hole. And he's like making a big deal of the fact that he like, this is a gimme and he like gets down like Kimmy Levy Jagas and he like plumb bobs it. And he's like doing this whole routine. I just said, Jack, we've been out here five and a half hours. Would you hit this putt please? And then he <laughs> continues on this little rant and I just start walking away. I I can't deal with this guy. No. So we're playing the eighth hole. This used to be my favorite hole in the golf course. I used to think eight, nine, 10, three birdie holes. That's when I can make my hay because the back nine is very difficult. Basically in the last year, I cannot play this hole. I either, Pull hook it left and I'm playing the par three second again or I slice it out of bounds to the right. This is what I talked about when I played the nine holes and I I made seven pars a birdie and an 11. This was the 11. And I shit you not, I had to make a 40 footer off the green for an 11 on this hole. Two out of bounds. You would refuse to make a 12. I, I love that two out of well actually i actually said i made a 12 to my dad and he's like what the hell happened and then i explained and he's like all right so you made an 11 not a 12 thank you so much dad i feel so much better about the situation so take you back to the moment i'm talking about with internal out of bounds the day in question i'm playing pretty well through seven i think i'm one over freaking out over number eight i aim probably something like I don't know, 60 yards left (laughs) just to not hit it right. And sure enough, I hit a low screamer right into a tree and I have like, I don't know, 260 in, I have a five wood in my hands. I'm thinking to myself, just make contact and you're going to be fine. And it comes out so pure. I'm like, holy shit that I just hit that to the right of the green out of bounds. I get up to my ball. I I walk immediately. I play a second ball. I walk immediately. I'm like, I got to get off this hole. I don't care if it's a 10 or whatever. I just got to get out of here. I thought that in my head. I walk up to my ball. There is a cart path and a little bit of grass between the cart path and the fence, right? So you have just a a small margin for error between the cart path and when it's out of bounds. On this particular day, Nick, there was a spray-painted white line that go, went from the cart path, like in a horseshoe pattern, that went from the cart path around to the mm. fence. So it was almost like a semicircle from the fence to the cart path, indicating what I thought was ground under repair. Because it was very thick. It was very lush. My ball was in. I'm thinking, holy shit, this is amazing. I'm going to turn this terrible hole into a birdie. Let's have a good round today. Call called Jack up. He's the president of the Men's Club Association surely I'm going to get the correct ruling. Jack's like, did you play two balls? And I was like, yeah, but I can get a free drop here and I can just, I'm, I'm just gonna take a drop. And, and he's like, well, this is actually out of bounds. And I said, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, about this time of year, and you can look and see spray paint other parts of the hole from the cart paths to the fence. They make this out of bounds because they grow up the grass and it's too thick. They don't want people looking in it and wasting time so it's out of bounds i call my dad over i'm like jack can you explain what you just said he's like yes this is out of bounds so joe should play his other ball and and finish out the hole i'm not really reacting because i'm going i'm afraid if words come out of my mouth (laughs) it's just going to be a stream of just vile obscenities that i'm going to say to this guy so i pick up that ball I play the second one, I take my 10, and I move on to the ninth tee. Now, in retrospect, if I was thinking, I would have played both balls, right? Mm -hmm. Play both balls, you hold both of them out, and then you talk to someone who's not a fucking dipshit. You know what I'm saying? then you
1: can get a second opinion.
0: Exactly. And I'm not saying Jack was wrong. He might have been right. It was just one of the most bizarre rulings because... In 20 years of playing this golf course, I've never seen that spray painted, and I've never seen internal out-of-bounds on the course. There's nothing on the scorecard. I was told nothing ahead of time. I found that to be a very, very bizarre ruling. So you are Nick Rules. If you were upon this situation, how would you handle it?
1: I think what you just said is, is the ideal situation. And, and again, it's hard to be this level-headed and clear and clear-headed in the moment because, first yeah. of all, like – Anytime you're at risk of having like any kind of penalty stroke, like all reasonable thinking goes out the window. It's like, right. Oh my God, I, I, I think there's a rule that says I can do this and that. And it's just like, Oh my God, I'm going to make an 11 and holy shit. And it's like, no, if, if you play a good shot, you'll probably still make like a double bogey. It's no yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so it, it's really hard to, to think straight. Um, but the ideal situation is hold out with both balls. Make sure everybody you're playing with knows what score you made with each ball, which ruling associates with which score, and then get clarification. Um, if it is internal OB, like it sounds like it very well could be, I just don't understand the reasoning. Okay, we, we grow this part of the grass up so we can make it internal OB to save time from people looking for a golf ball. Like, okay, then why are you growing it? Why not just mow it?
0: <laughs> and, and the ironic part about that, Nick, is they have long, wispy grass That separates a lot of the fairways on the front nine to penalize players for missing the fairway. So long grass exists that people will be searching in throughout the course of the front nine. But for some reason, this section was deemed OB and not ground under repair.
1: I'd also like to know if you if you have internal OB, like, does it need to be on the scorecard do? Do players need to be alerted before? their 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 round begins like does that need to be posted in the locker room because i don't think you can just like you should be aware like if you're playing a hole in like the boundary of the course property like the literal definition of out of bounds not this like bullshit internal out of bounds definition that's that's like it's like yeah i can't stand it um you should know if it's there because you're playing the golf course like you're playing the courses in front of you and like from 270 yards out, you're not going to see a spray painted white line that's that's like 10
0: months of the year in bounds. That's the thing, is I never would have played that shot if I knew that little patch was there, because if I caught this club, it was gonna either go out of bounds or maybe bound into this stuff. I would have hit an eight iron and just taken my medicine and tried to make a par or a bogey and move on instead of being aggressive. Ultimately. I think I'm to blame. I can't necessarily be mad at Jack. He's saying what he thinks is right. I don't think he would give me a bum really on purpose. He doesn't seem like, you know, a deceitful guy that would do a thing like that. I was just not thinking as clearly as I should have. And as a result, a 77 became an 83 like Mm. that. So that is my tale from the course and why my handicap is 10.2 currently, Nick. Um, Hopefully I don't have anything that heartbreaking as the as the year goes on. But what is your other tale? okay are you ready for it (laughs) now is this the one that you were building up as you thought was a big one this is the one that i thought was unbelievable when when it was when i was in
1: the moment this was unbelievable and now talking about cool heads
0: it's the same thing
1: yeah so we went to highland links you and i and we made the turn it's a nine-hole golf course and we make the turn yeah and the pro it needs to unload these Strixon Tour Divide golf balls, right? Because they're because they're half yellow and they're half red, and this guy cannot get them off his shelves. I'm sure no. this is the reason. And he gave you a sleeve of them, and he gave me a sleeve of them. In very way, nice. It was very nice. And I actually played my sleeve. I did a I did an in depth review. I wrote about these golf balls, and they ah. have
0: some very good benefits. I don't think you, I gain it. If I may, you chipped in for birdie the very first hole you used this golf ball. Yes. And then the second hole
1: I used it, I didn't use the, the, the 50-50 line to land up my putt. I almost vomited when that thing started rolling. and <laughs> Three putted from like seven feet. Yeah. And I had to wait like two weeks before I could, could use it again. Anyways, that's not the point. That's not the point of the story. The point of the story is these golf balls are, you could spot one from a mile away. And you've, if you've ever seen one on the golf course, you've, you've probably only seen one. Like it's, it's just it's, – they're so <laughs> unique and crazy. So anyways. There's a reason they're not flying off the shelves at Highland Links. It, there's a reason the guy – he wasn't handing the sleeves of Pro V1s. So let's just put it that way. <laughs> Very good golf balls, right? I have nothing bad to say about them. The other day, a couple of weeks ago, I am playing Country View and the course is jam-packed. It's a Friday mm-hmm. afternoon everybody's cutting out of work it's like 74 degrees it's a beautiful day and i'm making the turn and i get paired with three other guys and you know it's all good one guy's got a strixon hat and a strixon glove and strixon irons and he pulls out is it brooks strixon? <laughs> tour divide golf oh. ball mm-hmm. and before like my my maiden story happens, just to give you a little bit of like w- what this guy is was kind of all about. Nice guy, fun. Uh, not a great, not a great player, but you know it would be like if if you and I played three times a year, like you know, just just not like in just just not like in shape and like mid season form, but like he he's got some game here and there.
0: Why was he? Why was he wearing all Strixon shit? Did that ever? Get he he explained? must just
1: love it. And I, and I asked him. I had recently been to an iron fitting, and I really wanted ah. to, to test the new Strixon irons, but they didn't have one left-handed. So I, I, I asked him. I said, "How do you like? How do you like those Strixon irons?" And his response to me was, "I really like them. I haven't lost one yet. And my problem was, I used to always lose my irons." My guy. This is my guy. I'm an iron loser. I get it. You, you, okay. You think that has anything to do with them being like, I'm asking you how you like these tricks on irons and you like them because you haven't lost one yet? Okay. All right. That's cool, dude. This is, that's a good review. I like that. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I, I I better get some of those. (laughs) So on the second hole we play, Mm -hmm. he, he, he hits a shot left right and he's he's searching for on the out of bounds line because any shot that goes left on this golf course it could potentially be out of bounds goodbye and i'm helping him search for it and i'm walking up and and you know typical like when you're searching for your golf ball the guy who hit the ball is like 50 yards ahead of where the ball actually is and i'm i'm way back there (laughs) and and i'm back there i'm like you're playing the the tricks on tour divide right (laughs) yeah it's me i look down on it it has his initials on it. And at this point, he he told me the story about the Strixon irons, like not losing them. That's why he likes them. So I'm like, I, I, I've known you for 11 minutes. This is the second hole we're playing together, but I don't even care. I said, did you really think it was necessary to put your initials on this golf ball? What did he say? He comes back to me and he says, I almost got in a fist fight on the golf course with somebody else who thought I was stealing his Strixon red and yellow a <laughs> divide golf ball. He said he went to play his ball and some guy stormed up to him screaming and was like, that's my ball. You just played a ball. It looks like a bobber. Didn't you? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, no, that's my ball. And he's like, no, he's like, I pulled two more out of my pocket and I showed him those were my balls. And then he's like, but that really got me thinking. If this ever happens again, I want to make sure
0: my initials are on this ball. People playing Titleist have less trouble than this guy. Almost got in a fight. You know what? I think that actually makes sense. I'm I'm with him now. It took me a second. Because that ball is so distinct, if you hit that ball, you are so sure that guy did not hit a tour divide tricks on either. You know what I mean? Like that would be like if someone found an at the turn logo ball and they're like, "Uh, the at the turn logo balls, those are mine. You're like, no, I host this podcast. And I'm like, no, you don't. I love that podcast. I don't know who you are. Like what's happening? Wow. Um, that is a good story. That's a really solid tale. You didn't, you didn't, so you I'm sat with like it this. for too long. Absolutely. That's Okay. That's <laughs> what color what color was the Sharpie? Was it black? The the mark the initials were were in black. Yeah, so yes. yes. Bright yellow, burn your eyes out red, <laughs> and then a little bit of black marking on it. Was the three colors on the call. I couldn't in all three initials too. You got to get the middle initial in there just in case hey, there was
1: another NH. You had to throw the J in the middle. Oh, I my God. I,
0: I I could not believe it. <laughs> so good. Hey, I tell you what. Tales from the Course. Let's get uh, let's we're 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 not quite halfway through 2023. Let's save up mm-hmm. a few from the summer fall we'll have a nice tales in the course. maybe we'll have Romy. maybe we'll have Dane right Delgado on. Yeah, let's, yeah let's
1: let's like crowdsource it let's see if we can get some good some good tales from the course
0: i love it maybe we'll get uh, my buddy shane back in the podcast but he yeah. did the full swing review i'm sure he's got some good stories that is tales from the course it is now time For the Mad Golfer of the Week, brought to you by Piper Golf, use the promo code TURNTEN at checkout for 10% off everything at Piper.golf. Golf Golf balls for plus ones and 25s for much, much less than a Titleist, Callaway, or Shrixon Tour Divide. The season is here. Stock up. Use promo code TURNTEN at checkout at Piper.golf. Nick, we're going back to Oregon City, Oregon, Stone Creek Golf Club. This is Alex Baez. He says, quote, course is fantastic well-maintained, clean, and challenging. Played 18 today, turned corner at 203 sign, recommended 208. At hole 11, Marshall says, playing too slow, quote, what's taking you so long? <laughs> Sir, we're within your posted times and we'll try to suck faster. Group ahead of you was 12 minutes ahead of you. Two holes later, waited on T box for said group. Marshall is on us all round, made the day very unenjoyable. Cart girl also confirmed Marshall is often grumpy. This that's is a prerequisite for being a Marshall. Like you can't be a happy, yes. there's no happy Marshalls. You know who works on tips and who doesn't. So let's just, <laughs> that's why the attitudes are a little different there. This is far from a PGA round. If they want, excuse me, if they want scratch golfers, they should say it from the get go. <laughs> Cart girl amazing, but don't <laughs> stop $120 later for your round of your group. Don't. This is confusing. Okay. Cart girl amazing, but don't stop for her as the marshal will get upset for staying within place. Pace of play. Mm. Good luck to you. Scratch golfers. <laughs> He's so mad at anyone who's good at golf. Good luck to you. Scratch golfers. But I will butcher this course within the allotted pace of play <laughs> indicators again. <laughs> Hope this marshal learns some tact and lays off the weed in parentheses. You could smell it. Nick, how many stars do you think that review is? Two. That's That's a three-star review. They're all for the cart girl. Alex loves the cart girl, hates the marshal. He's torn. Of course. Cordis is fantastic. Well-maintained. Cart girl amazing. One marshal bringing this one down. Alex Baez, congratulations. You are our mad golfer of the week. And with that, it is now time for Nick rules brought to you by matchstick golf. Use promo code turn 20 at checkout or come out to a pickles game. Say hello and get a Dylan T pickle ball marker. They're selling them at the merch tent.
1: I'm not done unpacking that. Um, like <laughs> that t- mad golfer of the week. Good. I just love how you, you get an insight into golfer psyche because anytime Anybody's pace of play is attacked. They become the mad golfer of the week. Like we're yeah, noticing, that's right. Serious trends here. Anytime the marshal, yeah, comes into somebody's round, they start talking about how distracting it is and how it takes away from their fun on the course and how the marshal was wrong and they don't have all the information. It, it's it's quite interesting. I'd love
0: to. Sorry, know. I'm not a scratch golfer. I'm going to rip up your course I'm to and stuck faster time doing it. Also, lay off yeah. the weed. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so what? funny. Well, Those are contradictory. Have you, have you had a grumpy marshal who's who's high? Just no, <laughs> of course. Like that. Doesn't yeah. Make sense. Usually, it's happening. just the guy who gives you the thumbs up as he drives by. Like that's the marshal I want. Yeah. Okay. Give Nick us some Rule. rules, now, Nick. Yeah. Now, now I'm ready for Nick rules. Okay. So
1: we're gonna go back to
0: this Strixon
1: Tour Divide playing <laughs> sure. partner of mine, and he was just protecting himself from the rules because when it comes mm. to the rules of golf. Golfers are required to be able to properly identify their golf ball at all times, and we talked about this on a recent podcast. And I will say that's why this struck me because I think it was like within 24 hours of recording that podcast, wow, that this happened because we had just talked about marking your golf ball, yeah, and I'm like, well, this is a little bit extreme, <laughs> but he was he was just doing what he needs to do, following the rules. Best the best thing you can do is put unique markings on your ball if you're playing in a competition. Just show your partners. Hey, I'm playing a Strixon Tour Divide with the initials ALP on them, whatever it is. Um, got the middle initial in there. Middle name is Lee. Okay, guys, like this is definitely mine. If you play the wrong ball, it's a two-stroke penalty. It's on you to know it's your ball and to be able to positively identify it. Hmm. So there's nothing wrong with going the extra mile by playing a two-tone golf ball, and then going the extra mile beyond that and putting your initials on it. Did you ever ask him,
0: I know you got such a bizarre answer about the irons that you probably felt like, I, I can't ask this guy a serious golf question anymore. Did you ask him about whether or not he liked the tour divide? I, I think I did. Yeah. I think I was,
1: was going to, you know, mention like, Hey, I've, I've tried this ball too. right? Um, And I I can't I got an answer that I was like, okay. I'm not even going to I'm not even going to do anything with this. So I don't um, hit him in the water. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Something something. I mean, he was definitely getting a lot of shit from from his friend for for playing it. So I was going to pile on. Sure. um, Sure. You know, but yeah, I I think I said like I think I might have said like, you know, it's a good ball. It is a good ball. Like it's a strict song. Whatever the ball is, is a good ball. And then they make a version of it that's. Doesn't have a good cover. That's,
0: that's yeah, all it is. I mean, most companies of the Schrixon level, I mean, they're probably towards the lower end of it. But most of these companies make a Pro V one facsimile, right? Like TaylorMade has one, Schrixon has one. They they all kind of have one. Yeah, um, they all. Yeah, more than kind of. I mean, they all.
1: You know, it's like. You go to a restaurant, you go to a steakhouse, you can you can get a steak and some are better than others, but it's the same ingredients. It's the same, you know, you get your vegetables on the side and you get right. whatever it is. So yeah, it's yeah. the same thing.
0: Porterhouse is going to cost a lot. It's just going to taste better some places. Yeah, exactly. And that is neck rules. Now, I'm so happy I remembered, and unfortunately, this is coming out after I've already left Idaho and hung out with you and your family. I listen, this is so random but I was listening to a podcast. Are you familiar with the actress, Jennifer Lawrence hunger games? She played Katniss Everdeen. Yeah. So, but you're aware of her existence. Yes. I heard her talk and not just like in a little clip, but she was talking for a long time on this podcast and it struck me towards the end. Her voice was reminding me of someone, not necessarily the tone or pitch, but the, the, the cadence with which she spoke reminds me so much of Ashley. Like it just it struck me. I was like, oh my God, this is like listening to Ashley talk about something. and it, it and then once I realized that, i I enjoyed it even more because I just I find that such an interesting connection between those two. So I guess I'm saying that out loud, so you're conscious of it. I don't forget it, and that at some point in your life, I don't know when, maybe when the kids have graduated college, you're gonna hear Jennifer Lawrence. Accepting an Oscar in like forty years and be like, holy shit, Joe was right. That sounds just like Ash. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait for that. <laughs> it's gonna. It's gonna be great. Um, thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, if you're looking for a recap of the U.S. Open, No Laying Up is doing great things. Go check them out. We'll be back next week, and we'll have more fun and revelry. Hopefully, the handicaps went down. Mm. We'll give you a recap of the Corner Club Open um unless it was terrible. No, I mean honestly, it's probably better for the listener if we play well because if we play well and win, that's a much uh, that story is shorter than an agonizing loss. <laughs> Cuz that that yeah. that will be tales from the course volume 3 corner club edition, which is probably what we're going to end up doing anyway. I I I pitched this to you
1: off off the pod a audio documentary of the corner club open. I'm Yeah. I may just take a bunch of audio and then after golf season is over, instead of, like, jibbing my schedule around to play golf, I might just, like, spend a month cutting that into, like, a nine-part series. We'll see. Maybe I I will, maybe I won't.
0: You know what? I I am going to encourage you and remind you at times to do this. Like, at your dad's, when we're having cocktails. like Putting our bets together. Exactly. Like, that sort of build-up. Like... I, I am get, going. Go, go ahead. I I, I want to get
1: Friday night three yeah. cocktails in Ashley's prediction <laughs> of, of the
0: quarter Club Open on audio recording. I do too. That that sounds amazing. Uh, I want to try some of the Romy's wine. Um, I'm 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 trying to say this a lot into the podcast to remind him because I never remember to text him about it. He said he was going to bring wine. I want him to bring wine. I think it's going to be an incredible time, folks. You're going to hear all about it. I just... I don't know, buddy. It feels like our time. I think we're due. Despite my scores, I am i am feeling as good as I felt. Look, if you're walking into the Corner Club Open and you don't feel good just to be there, buddy, you're in the wrong tournament, you know? It's just the ultimate golf experience. I encourage all of you to play. We'll be back soon. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time at the turn.